Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Live on ACN Track, welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Racing now, away swiftly, Shinbona Spirit, Oriental Owen, Silver Keeping, Happy Rage, and then Akali, Shinbona Glory, well back with Ed the Expert, and Shinbona Pride, Oriental Owen led, Shinbona Spirit trying, but Oriental Owen dashed away, win number 50 for Oriental Owen. Yes, indeed, that was the moment, Oriental Owen raising the bat for the half century at Mandra. This time last week, last Thursday, it was. I am James Broughtus. You are on the Auto Owls Go Greyhound show. Joining me in the studio, Leia, Ernest and Callum Robson. How are you guys? Very well as always. Very good. Very good. Yeah, very exciting win, wasn't it, last week by Oriental Owen. We've been sweating on this dog. He finally uh, got to the 50 uh, and, uh, look, deserved it, didn't he? Yeah, oh, he's been a great dog. Uh, he raced really well last week, got challenged and was too good late. Yeah, did get challenged, but was kicked away. In action again tonight, Leia, down at Manta. We've got the heats of the dash down there. We do five heats over the 3.02. Let's jump straight into it. Heat one, we've got one last hurrah. She won in a time of 17.04, three starts back. Also, Akali, yet to win over this distance. Former New South Wales chaser arrived in Luke Garbutt's kennels two months ago and Junkyard Patch won his last two starts over this track and distance and jumping out of box two and eight. So can win both outside of from an outside draw as well as an inside. All right, shapes to be an interesting race. Heat one for sure. Heat two... Uh, Look, I saw it as an even race, but Leigh, you, you've picked a standout for this one. Well, I just had a look at Royce Minnelli. He is a class well above these other runners, has been racing at free-to-all level over the 4.05 against the likes of, you know, Mermaid Minnelli. Although another contender worth taking note, takers to Vegas, jumping out of box one, is a speedy beginner, ran a time of 16.98, five starts back. So combined with this box draw, could be a danger to Royce Minnelli. Cal, quick note on Royce Minnelli, yes or no? Uh, no, not for me. I think the 302 is a different league. There's a lot of quick beginners in this race. Royce is going to have to be on his best behaviour. I would side with Tin in that race. All right. Uh, we move on to Heat 3, which is possibly one of the better ones, although the, the following one also pretty good. This one shapes as a, a great one. Rollout, a dog I know you, you've got a lot of time for, Cal, uh, one of the main guns here. Yeah, a bit of a match race here between the 4 and the 5, Rollout versus Sunset Atomic. Be interesting to see how they go. If Rollout gets a start right, I don't see which. I don't think they'll see which way it goes. I think it's probably the best sprinter we have in WA. Sunset Atomic's very good over the 405, though, and if it is level pegging with Rollout early, I think we'll be there at the end challenging. All right, there we go. Heat four. Cracker, this one. Oriental Owen, that man going around once again. Has box six, though, but uh, some pretty stern opposition facing him in this one layer. Yeah, we've got Try Catch Me jumping out of box one. Hasn't finished worse than fourth in about 20 starts. Junkyard spot runner-up, obviously, to Oriental Owen last start. Sudoku Jaguar has been racing in superb form, as well as Cerberus Minnelli jumping out of box eight. Well, you'd be crazy to back against him, wouldn't you, Oriental Owen? But there is some uh, some serious contenders in this one. 
Well, I must be crazy then, because I will be definitely taking oh, on Ori. Well, what a shock. I will be definitely <laughs> taking on Ori and Twilight in this race. Um, I'll be making Tri-Catch Me the standout bet in this race and probably having saver bets on Junkyard Spot, who's got a lot of ability on its night, and Cerberus Minelli, who's well boxed in eight. I think might be chaos early, and I think Tri-Catch Me can get out and lead, and from there it won't be caught over the 302. Okay, we'll see how we go. We'll see if uh, Oriental Island can continue his winning ways and bring up 51 or whether uh, whether someone else will, will knock him off. Final heat, heat five. A uh, couple of interesting runners in this one. I thought uh, Blackpool Ammo for trainer Shane Williams making uh, a debut in WA and uh, Remy Manelli, another dog that's racing in good form. How do we look at this race, guys? Well, Rabbi Manelli has been racing well over the 405 as well as the 380, so in my opinion, should continue her good run of form over the 302. What about you, Cal? Very, very tough race. Very even. Worstale drifters perfectly drawn in box one, racing well. Uh, Blackpool Ammo trialled 17 seconds, which is airborne. Rabbi Manelli's flying at the moment over the longer course. Back to 302 should suit. Um, Happy Rage racing well. Kingsbury Mad Arms racing well. And Junkyard Dare's not out of it from seven, so... Um, I'll be personally staying out of the race. It's a very open heat. All right. That's uh, that's tonight at Mandra. We've also got racing at Mandra, of course. Tomorrow night, we've got particularly race seven, the 405 free to all. Some greyhounds to take note of. Tandem at pace, nicely drawn. Looks a good chance. Buster the Brute, I will leave to you to talk about, Cal. I know you'll have a lot to say. Particularly Turbo <laughs> <laughs> Fun jumping out of box three. One last two, but an eye-catching race last Friday. It was his first time winning over the free-to-all class with what some, if not most, may say is a prodigious win ahead of Mermaid Manelli. Oh, wasn't it a great win from Turbo Fun last week? I thought, and I said this on Greyhound Gold yesterday, I thought it was the making of the dog from... Uh, potentially good race dog to, well, proved it. He, he is a good race dog. And, yeah, look, these 405 free-to-walls at Mandra on a Friday night, they, they just keep getting better and better. They, they're just superb races every week. Yeah, and saying that, I don't think this is the best field ever assembled over the over the 405 free-to-walls. Sure, there's still some nice dogs there. There's some good dogs. I think Turbo Fun's win was more of a Mermaid not going all that well, though. I think once Mermaid led, a lot of people would expect it to go on. Mermaid went really poor time, and it was a quick track, so... I don't know what happened there, but uh, Turbo Fun was there to pounce. I thought Tanner at Pace should have won that race. Came around the home bend, clipped heels on Turbo Fun. And I think from there, if, if, if Tanner at Pace had a clear run, it would have gone past Turbo Fun. So that's why I've gone Tanner at Pace. I think Turbo Fun for second and Buster the Brute for third. I don't think Buster's going as well as he can. And this will be a big uh, race for him to see how he is going and what we do next with Buster. Does have the vacant box on his inside, though, Buster. Is that uh, obviously an advantage for him? That will help him. Um, he can get alongside Turbo Fun, who's the other early speed in the race. But if he didn't go past Turbo Fun late in this race, I think we'll probably see him have a little short spell and come back for the big races. My only concern with Tan Pace, it does obviously have advantage of the one here. Not quick early. Always, always having to play catch-up. Yeah, two, four, seven, eight aren't that quick early either, though. So uh, should sit in behind Turbo Fun and Buster and be the first one to have first cracks at them. All right. Okay. We swing the headquarters. We do a very exciting night of chasing the WA Bread Championship heats, but we cannot go past, of course, Tommy Shelby taking out the spring gift final. What a fantastic run. He pinged out to the front from box eight, led throughout and won in a time of 29 and 60 after clocking a new PB the week prior. Now, Cal, last week we had this discussion and we said, if Tommy took out the spring gift final, you would have to dub him the best dog in WA. Here it is folks, press uh, record on your radios because uh, Callum's going to admit that he was wrong. 
Yeah, I was probably wrong. Uh, Tommy <laughs> Tommy Shelby's a very good win. Um, I did my cash again. Tommy Shelby found a way to get to the top and uh, duly saluted. Uh, it's a good race, though. Fernando Starr was a very good run in behind Tommy Shelby. Has really good early speed, same as Pixie Minnelli. So Tommy Shelby, once again, I don't think it's probably going to get the easiest run, but probably will end up winning the race again. Now, James, I don't know if we're pushing it at all after getting him to admit he's the best dog in WA, but... Can we maybe ask if you think he has potential to be the best dog in the country? Of course, he is going overseas for the Million Dollar Chase semifinals, evidently up against very, very impressive runners, runners, you know, like Flying Ricardo, Ritza Cohen and Simon Told. Helen, what are your thoughts, Cal? Potentially, if he gets the right run in a race like that, he'd definitely be in it. Um, I've personally backed him for the Million Dollar Chase. I'm hoping he can do it well. We've seen him perform well at Wentworth Park in the past before, so Mm. I think he loves the track. He went lightning early. If he leads, there won't be a dog in Australia that can catch him in a full field over the 520. So definitely in with a winning hope in that race. Yeah, certainly is uh, performing better out of the boxes now, isn't he? We just swing our attention back. We were definitely looking forward to that million dollar chase uh, series but uh, swing our attention back to these WA bred championship heats at Cannington on Saturday night so if Tommy's in the first seat box eight uh, we know flying you mentioned uh, Fernando Starr there uh, which I thought was a really good run behind Tommy in the in the spring gift also Pixie Minnelli from inside draws uh, in this heat another interesting runner here uh, Cal Red Cap Minnelli jumping out of box seven you got some info on this Greyhound yeah, so Red Cat was obviously scratched on the Saturday program for Box 8 um, for whatever reason that was for, but then trialled at Mandra on, I think, the same day and went really quick time, went 26.92 over the 4.90. Now, put that in perspective, That's... the track record is 27.02, so it's gone obliterated the track record. So that gives you the inkling that this dog's probably come back better than ever. Now, Box 7 is a challenge for this dog, and... Another challenge for this dog, he doesn't actually like to go around other dogs. So we'll need the fence to open up in the race like this, but we'll definitely be storming home, and dogs just don't go that quick. <laughs> it's a phenomenal time, and you know, a crazy time. We've known Red Cat Manelli has had a lot of talent, does finish race as well. Uh, yeah, what, what do we make? We must admit that time surprises me. I did not expect the, the dog to be able to go that quick. Yeah, it was good in a derby heat, went uh, low uh, 27s, but obviously to break the 22nd, uh, 27 barrier, I don't know how many dogs have done that. Um, Hasn't raced since June, by the way, this dog. Exactly, but with a bit of time off, a lot of dogs can mature and become back better. Uh, I'd be looking to see how he performs in this race and maybe taking him on. If he gets through the final and draws one or two, I think you might be able to make a case for him. All right, so that's the first seat. Tommy in box eight would be, once again, crazy to back against him, the, the way he's going at the moment, but certainly some uh, some uh, contenders there. And the second heat uh, is an interesting one as well. The, the three, I guess, I've identified as the main guns here. So Monty out of box one, Mermaid Benelli box two, and Starbuck out of uh, box four. Race kind of shapes to have Sir Monty have the the rail to himself. Can he take advantage and uh, win this one? Well, Sir Monty will have the rail to himself early on, but then Mermaid does come back down to the fence during the run. So Sir Monty's going to have to navigate Mermaid Minnelli. Starbuck will stay on the outside of Mermaid Minnelli. They both do the same thing at the start. So I don't imagine Starbuck will be hampered by Mermaid Minnelli that much. Probably sit just behind it and get out wide and get clear running, which is what Starbuck needs. I actually reckon Starbuck can win this race. I think the race sets up really well. You know it will stay wide, and it's definitely the strongest dog in this race. Um, I think it can definitely win this race and hopefully get decent odds to find out. 
Do you think Sir Monty has that advantage coming out of box one? I mean, he thrives out of this box and Mermaid Manelli and Starbuck generally run a little bit wider, so he has that space along the rail. Yeah, he will early on, but um, I, Mermaid Manelli does come down to the rail during the run, so Sir Monty's going to have to go around Mermaid Manelli at some stage in the run. And I think if Starbuck and Sir Monty are level pegging down the back or even in the home bend, Starbuck will go straight past. All right, guys, that's the heats of the WA Bread Championships. Real quick one uh, before we head to a break. Uh, also Saturday night, race four, we've seen Flake Manelli, the blinkered wonder, going around in a 520-metre race. Yeah, um, it's an interesting uh, call, 520, obviously, back to the 4-5, which would be the... Um, this is probably why Hobby's done this. There's a Lower lot, grade, yeah. A lot of speed in this race, though, and be, if Flake doesn't lead, it'd be interesting what Flake gets up to, but uh, speed and three from Bohemian Fun coming out of the box is really well. Kurt Lee's got speed, Fab's exercise is lightning, so... Flake might not lead here, which opens up the race. I'd be looking to dogs like a Bohemian Fun. If there is trouble, Apollo's Ariana will be running home really strong late. All right, interesting to see. Our best stayer going around in a 520-metre race. Uh, hasn't raced over this journey since December. Does have a pretty good time over the 520, though. 20, uh, PB, that is, a 29.48 PB over the... Tw- yeah, quicker 20. than Tommy Shelby. <laughs> You, are you saying it's the best dog in WA? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Flake Manelli. We're going to head to a short break, but before we do, Leia's got a message from our sponsor. I do. Auto Hours is family-owned and operated, and their number one priority is to get to know you and your car personally. Whether it be a logbook servicing, mechanical repairs, air conditioning, or electrical, they can help. For your convenience, Auto Hours offers after-hours servicing by appointment and has a mobile auto electrical and air conditioning service to your door. Auto Hours at 13 Seven Oaks Street, Bentley. Call 6311 0296 or go to autohours.com.au or check out their Facebook page. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to the show. Well, Monday at Cannington was a great day for the Cookie Monster. He struck five winners uh, to Brad Cook out there. And Brad joins us now. Brad, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Yourselves? Good, good, good. Uh, You must have been very pleased with the return uh, on Monday there. Uh, Five winners, Stylish Rage. Next up, Nigel, Joni Keeping, Just Terminal and Skip the Line. Yeah, we're very happy. Um, you know, you always go to the track hoping you can get a few winners and more often than not, you know, you you, you might get one or, or whatnot. But to, to come home with five, it's, uh, yeah, it's a good drive home with five winners in the trailer. Yeah, certainly. Uh, what was the best of them? Because a couple of the, these have been showing uh, pretty good form for you. Stylish Rage has uh, been racing well. Joni Keeping as well. Yeah, probably. Um, Stylish Rage, uh just good, good little, good beginner. She um, nine times out of ten gets out pretty good. Probably the one I was most impressed with was uh, next up, Nigel. He'd he'd been trialing good, but not delivering uh, on race day. So um, for him to come out and run the time he did, I was I was absolutely wrapped with his run. Uh, race nine tonight. Just Herman was going around again. Uh, I've backed it. Uh, am I on the right track? Probably the fastest dog I've got in the kennel and the fastest dog I've had for quite a long time. Um, 
he, he's, he's been a sometimes a couple of times there. I thought he can win, and he's let me down. But this field does suit him, and if he jumps anything like last week, he'll he just say goodbye. Lovely. And moving on to another interesting runner that I was trying to do the form on and found it quite hard. One last hurrah has had seven weeks off. Now first up into a heat. I don't actually mind box eight for the dog. Uh, the dog. How's it going? Um, she broke a toe uh, a few months ago and um, she had a little bit of time on the sideline. She, she's had uh, four trials. She's trialling really, really good. Just a doubt for tonight's a draw. I think I've drawn three box eights in the dash heats tonight and when you're coming up against top-line uh, dogs, your box draws make a big difference. I think the way I see the race kind of panning out is I, I think the seven-dog Akali gets out really good. And that even if I did miss it a little bit, I think Akali brings me into the race. Um, whether I could run it down, I'm not sure. But um, that's, you know, that's where I'm hoping. But her trial times have been up there. I'm just not happy with the box. You have concentrated mainly on the short course uh, dogs over the stretch there, there Brad. Uh, how many have you got in the kennel, and uh, yeah, what, what's been the what's been the strategy there? Um, I think I've been training for probably 15, 16 years now. And when I first got in the game, you could buy 500 metre dogs for fairly cheap, and they were a dime a dozen. And as the years have gone by. They've become a bit more expensive, and to be honest, they've probably become out of my price range for my owners to buy. Um, and I think after a couple of years of training, you know, you'd go out and you'd spend six, seven, eight thousand on a dog, and you'd be coming up against the big trainers who were getting them sent over by owners. And I sat there and I went, well, I'm not making any money doing this. If I want to stay in this sport for a while, I've got to find another way to to make it financially viable. So. Um, I think it was actually Terry Erinshaw at the time gave me a little bitch called um, Ladaro Splash and she just come out and she was only a 300 metre dog but she just come out and win near every week and I sat there and I thought well I'd rather train a quick 300 dog than a slow 500 and I might actually be able to make a little bit of money doing it so um, yeah, at the time, a lot of the bigger trainers they didn't want to touch the, the you know that quality of dogs. So I was happy to just sit there and you know if they had dogs coming through that they didn't think could run five hundred, you could normally buy them pretty cheap. And that's how I, I guess I sort of got in, you know uh, stuck to trying to you know race three hundred meter dogs. But and as the years have gone by, it's but just been a system that's that's worked for us and. Um, I get a lot of new owners into the sport and they don't have huge budgets to spend. But, you know, normally for three, four grand, we can buy them a dog and, and, and sort of win 15, 20 grand. And, and they've, they've enjoyed their, their introduction to the sport. I was going to say, bringing people in the sport is certainly a, a useful thing. But obviously the business model has worked for you, hasn't it? Yeah, it has. I think, um, you know, like a lot of it, you know, there's a persona that, Unless you're winning group races or training over 500, then you know you're you're not a trainer or a real trainer, or whatever. But I tell you what, on a Friday afternoon when the stake money gets paid, my bank manager doesn't ring me up and ask me what distance my dog run over. He couldn't care, you know. So if you're willing to put a bit of your you know, I don't know, what's the word? Like, if you're not worried about what other people think, there's money to be made no matter what distance you race over. And I probably fit that category. I don't care what people think 
of of the caliber of dog I got come Friday. I'm happy as Larry. Well, we think you're pretty good because you're getting lots of lo- lots of winners there. It, you, you mentioned uh, Ladaro Splash there, Ladaro Holly, uh, another one of the Ladaro dogs, probably historically one of your better uh, better uh, chases over the period. Yeah, I've never had any out and out champions or anything like that where I can go, oh, I won this big race or that big race. But they were probably two dogs that really changed. Um, you know, my training philosophy and and really set me up back in the day. They were just two dogs that, um, they both come from Bundaberg. And not, you know, for a lot of people, Bundaberg would be the last place you'd look to buy a race dog. (laughs) Um, And I think even Ladaro Holly, um, she'd won one of 13 at Bundaberg and they used to run for about 300 bucks to the winner and we brought her over here and she just kept winning. I think she won 32 races in one calendar year. Um, just a, an absolute machine. Yeah, pretty phenomenal stuff. Uh, we, we mentioned, obviously, your success with the, the shorter racing there, but Joni Keeping, perhaps an indication that maybe you're starting to dip your toe a bit more into the 500 dogs uh, and this dog's been racing well for you? Yeah, I have had a, the odd 500-metre dog over the years. It's just a lot of them, they're just getting super, super expensive now. And Joni Keeping, she wasn't a cheap buyer. We did pay quite a bit of money for her, but there was pretty decent wraps on her, and she, she's nice and young. So um, she's a little bit of a one-pace type of dog. She gets out of the box as well, but then she just settles into this this rhythm, and we're kind of hoping as time goes on, when she gets a little bit older, with being one-pace, she may run a little bit further. So... It's no guarantee, but she doesn't turn two until next month. So, you know, I think in the next month or two, we may look to try over a 600. And if she is a little bit one pace, then, you know, she'll kind of, you know, save herself to run run a bit further. You you entered the sport as, as an owner yourself. and what, what made you take the step from being an owner to taking up training? Um, I had a few dogs with Barry Thompson back in the day, and I used to go out, and he was he was pretty good. He'd let you come out, and he'd take the dog just for a walk, and we used to talk about, you know, the basics of training, and I sat there one day, and I thought, oh, you know, I reckon I could do this myself, and I'd come from a bit of a different background. Growing up, I, my parents didn't even let me own a dog, um, so I'd never had a, I'd never had a pet dog or anything. I, I kind of had no idea, and... Um, you know, sort of from owning, I was really intrigued and, you know, just going out to the kennels once or twice a week, taking the dogs for a walk. I really enjoyed that. And it just, you know, Barry said to me one day, look, one of the dogs I own, it'd be a perfect dog for you to train yourself. And I just went through the process and, and got involved that way. I think when I first got into the sport, I bought in to a couple of dogs with uh, three or four other people. And um, it, uh, those first couple of dogs didn't really work out too well and they kind of lost interest and I, I, I kept persevering with it. So that's why I think as a trainer now, you know, I like to try and when you get new owners come in, you really want to retain them. And, you know, the last thing you want to do is get them to spend 10, 20 grand on a dog and it's not much chop and they sit there and they just go, oh, look, yeah, it's not for me. Um, that's probably why my my models worked well. You're spending, you know, two, three, four grand, and they make a little bit of a profit, and they think, oh, how good is this? So, Brad, that's where I suppose you differ from your wife, Victoria, who comes from a greyhound background. Yeah, so she was bought into it. Um, she was probably, uh, 
look, I, I would say she's lucky. She'd probably say she's unlucky. She's not known any, uh, you know, a different lifestyle. Um, you know, her, both of her parents have been highly successful trainers over the years, and you know what I've had to learn. It's uh, for her, it's just come natural. So, um, you know, she started training in her own right this year, and she's going fantastic. You know, probably fine in the next couple of years. I may be able to. Um, you know, uh, cut back on a few of mine and she can take over. Take over the reins. You, you train from separate kennels. What's going on? You're very competitive with each other, are you? Yeah, so we don't share. We don't share anything. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and a lot of people, when, you know, Victoria first started training, they said, oh, it's just you doing the dogs, blah, blah, blah. And I said, let me tell you, man, I'm not even allowed to touch her dog. <laughs> um, I'll take him to the track and that's about it. But, yeah, she has her own... We've got the property next door and she has her own kennels there and she does her own thing and you know if i try and tell her what to to do she's very quickly to say get back on your on your property mate you do your thing and i'll do mine so and she's doing well with it um you know i've tried to get a, a team of dogs where you know that are competitive but there's a couple I've given her. I thought, oh, they're not much chop, but she's actually done really, really well with them. So, um, yeah, but don't don't let her. Don't tell her I said that. No, well, just that's just between you and us, mate. So we we won't we won't let her in. But uh, well, good luck with that. I hope. Well, uh, I don't know. A competitive uh, in the, the in the marriage thing that stakes there. Uh, you know, hopefully you guys can uh, remain civil off the track. You know. Oh, look. The good thing is we do work well as a team and. You know, we both got a love of the greyhounds and a love of racing. Um, a little bit of competition is always good. It just drives you to try a bit harder. That's right. Healthy, you know, healthy um, competition. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, good stuff. We're looking forward to seeing uh, to seeing the two cooks uh, progress over the years ahead. Uh, Brad, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, great to have a chat to you, and uh, all the best uh, for the racing, for the dash sheet tonight, and uh, for the rest of the weekend. Oh, been a pleasure. Thanks, gentlemen. And, uh, yeah, any time. Good stuff. Uh, Brad Cook there. Take a short break and we're going to come back on the other side. And Cal's got some uh, inside info for us. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. We are back, and guys, I know how much you guys like getting out and about. Callum loves going out and buying uh, a meal for his girlfriend, Taylor. Just loves it. Uh, so if you're looking for somewhere to go, certainly during a midweek, we've got a great deal at Greyhounds WA at the moment, uh, starting as of next week, every Tuesday at Mandra and every Wednesday at Cannington till the end of October. We've got the Palmy Pint and Punt promo for only $25, you get a chicken palmer, a pint of beer, and a $5 betting voucher. Guys, I think we need to do date night uh, either at Mandra or Cannington uh, in the next couple of weeks on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. What do you reckon? Well, yeah, chicken and chasing sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even better. I like chicken and chasing. Sensational. Cal, you up for that? Yeah, my date will be easy to find. Your two might be a bit more difficult, but <laughs> yeah, can, that's I'm right. sure we can work something out. Platonic. Yeah, we can Platonic. go in and you can bring Taylor. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And then we'll just rely on you for a winner to get our money back. <laughs> Perfect. Right. Well, I don't know about that, but uh, we'll see how we go. Anyway, Palmy Pint and Punt every Tuesday at Mandra, every Wednesday at Cannington from next week until the end of October. 
Cal, you've spotted something for punters that uh, you think might be useful to them. You think there are some trainers possibly going a little bit under the radar here. Yeah, well, I think trainers in general are something that doesn't really get looked at in form for uh, obvious reasons. Um, and trainers in form more in particular. When dogs are when trainers are going well, you tend to, you tend to see their kennel fly. Uh, an example is Steve Vandercourt. His stable is absolutely flying. Kennel is absolutely flying at the moment. He's got nine out of his 50 winners, which is a very good strike rate. Um, he is the flying Dutchman at the moment, quite literally. Yeah, and... Uh, numerous dogs are chipping in. It's not just one good dog at the moment. All the dogs are going really well. Even Lexia, Isaac, and Terry Earnshaw, their stables have been, uh, their kennel has been going well for a long, long time. And I don't think the market tenderly picks up on that. There's numerous positives for an informed trainer. Um, one thing is the animals uh, do really well off confidence. If the animals are going really well week in, week out, they'll go to the track and uh, perform and perform. And even the trainer's emotions are passed on to the dogs. Um, I think that's underplayed. Dogs are they're just like normal pets, and if the trainer's feeling well and if these bank accounts really uh, going up and up, uh, the trainers will have extra emphasis when they're training the dogs, and that only gets passed on. So I think trainers are in form are something to look out for when you are doing the form and put extra uh, emphasis on it. These advantages are all just like little one percent or half percent type things, but certainly can make a difference out on the track, can't they? Yeah, it might be something where it might decide whether you have a bet on the dog and you don't have a bet on the dog, but it's definitely something that gets factored in. And I think yeah, you obviously got the other side of that: the trainers that aren't going that well. I think you've got to take that into consideration as well. All right. Well, what about trainers that people just jump on? Uh, well, dogs that people just jump on just because they they know the trainer. You, you, there's a obviously these people are well known trainers for a reason. But uh, not every single dog they're going to have is going to be successful. Well, this is another edge, in the, especially in the early markets. The corporates see a Dave Hobby and put his dogs up really short because of the dogs he has and the dogs he breeds with. In general terms, they're really good. We see the best dogs come from Dave Hobby. And you have to look at Sunset Toxic, Sunset Spitfire. They're really good dogs. But and like any trainer would tell you, every dog they breed is not going to be a lightning machine. And a lot of dogs can be priced off that. There were a couple on Tuesday that... Didn't trial as well um, as as a good dog and others in the market, but yet we'll put in early in the market uh, equivalent to the other dogs that were trialling better. And that's probably just because it's the trainer's name. They're worried about the dogs showing good ability from that first up. But there is a big edge there, especially early in the market, for taking on dogs that might not show a lot of ability that are in good trainer's names. Okay, so in general, though, we do want to we do like to follow the good trainers, but it's horses for court, well, dogs in this case, dog specific, isn't it? Because not every single dog from a good trainer is going to be a good dog. Exactly, and yeah, you want to look for the dogs that um, can perform and have performed, rather than the dogs that uh, are priced based on their trainers on reputation rather exactly. than yeah. uh, than facts. We like the facts, Cal. And exactly. also sometimes I feel like with the litter, like the Manelli dogs, for example, not just because one Manelli dog is a superb runner that all of them will be. Exactly, yeah. So even if it's a litter like the Sunset Toxic and Spitfire litter, not all the dogs in that litter are superstars and sometimes they can be priced, especially first and second up based off that. Yeah, although those that litter does... Look to be a pretty good, but I did not. There are certainly levels of how good they are for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, Cal, hopefully, uh, hopefully that helps some people out there, giving them a slight edge in their punting. We're going to speaking of punting, we're going to have a short break, and when we come back, we're going to have David Short from Tab Touch.
Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson. Welcome back to Go Greyhounds. We are now joined by David Short from Tab Touch. Hello. Hello, Leia, JB. Cal, nice to be with you guys. How are you? Good, mate. Good. Better for speaking to you. Now, we just found out yesterday, this was huge news, Shorty and I are actually alumni from the same school, Melville Senior High School represent. How have we only we taken this long to find this out, Shorty? It is extraordinary, JB, that uh, it took me going and mentioning an old maths teacher on Grey and Gold yesterday for us to work out that we've got very similar histories, which is disturbing in itself. It, it certainly is. That Now, by the way, that's the name of your next greyhound, Puss Cooking, for sure. Has to be. Mr. Puss Cooking. <laughs> Our maths well, Mr. Teacher. Freeman was a goodie too. My maths teachers were good at Melville. They were very good to me. That's, good. Uh, it's worked out nicely given the industry we're in working with numbers all the time. It, it has indeed. Now, I reckon uh, we won't labour on this topic, Shorty, but uh, I reckon that you and I could be in a, a community announcement uh, duo to go back to the school and you know they can have us up there at the assembly and the, the teachers can point to us and tell the students, uh, this is what happens if you don't study, kids, so you better knuckle down on the books. <laughs> what do you reckon? I was hoping you were going to go another way with that, JB, but, uh, hey, we'll do what we have to for the next generation. Indeed, indeed. Now, listen, uh, big night of racing at Cannington last night. Uh, thought the result uh, was Sunset Toxic. Interesting one. Uh, just getting over the line against uh, Barefoot Tycoon, but uh, Sunset Toxic uh, has won its last two now. They're scraped in. Uh, the initial reaction post-race was, oh, gee, that got really tired. But then when you break it down, Barefoot Tycoon, who'd won the maiden final the week prior, was very strong to the line. It was an exceptional run home time. And Sunset Toxic still gone 29.79 overall on the mm. clock. So probably can't knock the dog too much for a 29.79 victory. The runner-up is a dog you want to have in your black book if, if you didn't already have it there after uh, the, the maiden series final. Barefoot Tycoon looks a, a chaser of note that we can follow and certainly off that run-home time, quite potentially in the coming months when the dog steps up in distance. Yeah, certainly. It looks like both dogs have a pretty bright future ahead of them. Uh, what about the rest of the results out there last night? Uh, I was pretty impressed with the performance of Lightning Slim taking out the taking out the maiden race number four on the program. Uh, the time was good, twenty nine ninety five. The early split was the key, five forty. Any time you're a young chaser going through the ranks running those sort of splits, you find yourself in front more often than not. That's a good spot to be, particularly if you can break thirty seconds. Uh, trainer Shane Williams has made point that he he really likes this dog and thinks that he's a pretty progressive youngster. So he's one you can definitely pop into your black book and he'll be winning plenty of races in the upcoming weeks. Uh, weeks I'd suggest there, light and slim. Uh, Barefoot Tycoon, as I said, was the dog that beat it home in the maiden final. So that form's going to hold up pretty strong. I thought that uh, Rambo's boy was very good last night, defeating Mega Kuna. Uh, they've both gone sub-30, so they're grounds we can trust over the next little patch. Lazuri Manelli broke 30 seconds in victory once again. Private property for Steve Richards was a nice effort. Just a smart win. The dog missed a kick, and anyone that had backed it was probably on poor terms with themselves, but like the way that it just charged down to the fence, it was a clever win. And in the last, uh, Shimmer Rock um, 
the guru, one of our great old mates, Gary the Guru Wilson, having a really good run with this dog. This was the dog that got up at sort of 50 to 1 a couple of weeks ago. It's now won again there last night. It was 5.50 into 3.60 late, so it's racing really well. Yeah, indeed. Another one I thought, uh, Counting Kuna, just continued to roll on. Uh, three wins in a row now over the 3.80. Absolutely, and really putting the time on the board. 21.77 last night was an excellent winner on Saturday night in a much harder race than what it went around in last night. So the Chili Man's got Counting Kuna going really well at the moment. Luke Garbutt's another trainer that uh, you guys know well, having had a chat to him in recent times. He, he had the winner with Tropicola. He's doing a good job with his little team and uh, one of the stalwarts of our industry, Wayne Beamish, had a winner uh, with Winlock Georgia earlier on in the card. So, uh, good night of chasing. Really enjoyed it last night there. Yeah, certainly was. That was last night. Uh, tonight at Mandra, Heats of the Dash. We've had a pretty extensive uh, look at those. But uh, what, what do you like or what's your best out of those uh, five heats there? Yeah, look, I thought Rollout was a standout. Gee, I've been impressed with this dog since coming across from Victoria. Of course, um, a, a greyhound bred here in WA, being out of Woodvale Flyer, a, a former Galaxy place getter. Geez, he's got some early burn, this dog, and I think that's what you obviously need as your key component when you're going around over these sort of trips. So I thought Rollout was a standout. I thought Royce Manelli. Um, last two couple of performances have been outstanding from Royce. And while the trip might be a little short, if he gets room to zoom, he'll, he'll be absolutely swallowing a lot of these up late. So um, Rollout and Royce Manelli, the two key players for me tonight through the dash heats. And Westdale Misty in race 11, number one, looks to have drawn the right race to return to winning form as well. Another interesting race uh, down there at Mandra tonight, I thought at least. Uh, race 8, this is the 405 uh, country grade 5. Looks like to me to be a three-way affair here between uh, Sunset, Chernobyl, Butternut uh, and Cabago. Cabago, of course, we know uh, won the WA Oaks a, a while back. Uh, trainer Cody Charles desperate uh, to get this uh, to get this greyhound back after a, a few issues. Uh, this is the first race for this dog for, for six weeks, uh, but comes up against some handy types here by the looks. This is a deep country grade five race mm. because you know, they do look at the three key components. But you look at a dog like Chuck the Rest down in box eight. It won in sub 16 over the shorter trip only two starts ago. Uh, Westdale, Utah was a winner last time out. Um, Lady Barbar is certainly capable of breaking you know, that 22-9 barrier. So it's a really deep race and one of the highlights on the card, that's for sure. Right. What about uh, for the weekend, uh, Friday night back there at Mandra and Saturday, Shorty? What do you like the look of there? Yeah, there's certainly a few races that I'm pretty keen to be betting into on the weekend. I thought we could get some money early on Friday night with number three, Nice Image. This greyhound, point blank, when he gets it right, he, he runs time and he wins his races quite nicely. He he was a winner in 22.68, going back a handful of starts ago, one in 22.79 from an inside draw, two back. Found all sorts of trouble last time out behind Dandel Up Moon. Uh, but those early splits are what seduced me. 6.46, 6.50, They are dynamite over the 4.05 trip. Over this 3.02, I think nice image steps and runs them ragged. Race one, number three. Race two, number one, Vitalogy. On a night where I thought it was hard to sort of find real standouts, those two early for me, I'll just be taking the rolling all up for those two to hopefully get the cash and a little bit of value deeper into the card. Resting touches come up with a perfect draw in box number one. Uh, this Greyhound is bursting the winner race. Grade four company. This looks ideal and we should get it a decent price given the depth in the race. Race eight, number one, resting toucher each way. All right, that's down at Mandra. What about Cannington Saturday night? And of course, 
And once again, Tom, uh, Tommy Shelby's uh, kind of the, the the main highlight, isn't he? Uh, as he as he always is as he goes around. Oh, that is the truth. Two heats of the WA Bread Championship. One thing that stands out. Um, discussed this on a East Coast podcast I, I did yesterday. Just the depth with our top grade WA Bread ranks at the moment. It's excellent. You've got some real stars about our sport, and that that'll be on show on Saturday night out there. Tommy's hard to beat from box number eight, but the dog that ran a gallant second to Tommy last week in that Spring Gift Final, uh, Fernando Starr comes up with box one, and Red Cat Manelli, who's reportedly been trialling the house down, uh, is also in that heat. And in the second of the heats, I'm really keen on Sir Monty, who draws inside of Mermaid, Manelli and Starbuck, who both like to use a bit of the track. Uh, Sir Monty's going to get the sweetest run of all time up along the fence. He's won four or five from box one. I uh, thought he looked to stand out. Also, like race eight, number four, Van Buren, uh, last week uh, behind Hurricane Tears over the 700. Stuck to the guns pretty well. Uh, never thought it would be running past Hurricane Tears there, but drops back to the 600 metres. This looks look suitable. I think uh, Van Buren can return to winning form in race eight, number four. And looking for, I thought race five, first leg of the quad, he was a really good race. Uh, hasty guess from box two is the dog to beat. Probably rolls to the top and will be hard to beat. But Grace Ali, um, from a value perspective, has been smashing the line over 500. Looks like screaming out for 600 again. And if Hasty Guest does anything wrong, Grace Ali can be steaming home late and running a race at a decent price. So they're the three that I'll be uh, teaming up with there on Saturday night out at Cannington. Indeed, uh, Grace Ali, one of those dogs that place... You know, people that back dogs for places just would absolutely love that greyhound for sure. Shorty, big time, thank big time. Yeah, thanks for your thoughts, mate. Uh, all the best for the weekend. We'll catch up with you next week. No worries at all, guys. All the best to the punters. Right, Cal. What about yourself? Uh, what are your best over the next few nights? Uh, race nine, number six tonight. Just terminal. We had Brad Cook on early, and he gave it a really good push. I thought uh, gets room to move with. Uh, Slow beginners on the inside, four and five, and a widey in seven, so it gets room to muster through and should be winning. And late on in the night, race 12, number one, Incredible Zoo. Still, it has a really good map. Uh, it's box one. Uh, we'll stay the fence. Two gets off. I think we'll be able to get through and get winning there. And just one on uh, f- uh, Friday night, race eight, number one, Resting Touch. So same as Shorty. Comes up with box one. Will be the huge improver from here. And a special mention to race two, number two, Variation. Good win last start. Uh, we'll be thereabouts in a field like this. I like variation as well, Cal. All right, thank you for that, Leia. Thank you also for your contribution. been great to catch up with you guys. Don't forget about the Palmy Pint and Punt. Tuesday night's Mandra, Wednesday night's at Cannington. That is the show brought to you by our good friends at Auto Owls. We'll see you next week on Go Greyhounds. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Callum Robson.